On this episode of Healthier Workplaces, we'll talk about product stewardship and the PSX 2022 event. So interesting for me because I'm not an industrial hygienist by training. I'm actually a biologist. And so listening to the presentation from uh, Fabian Cousteau, it was really interesting to me um, hitting the science side of my profession. But I think that's one of the best things about the Product Stewardship Society is it doesn't matter where you came from. You really are able to uh, really start your product stewardship journey, um, even if you don't have a background in industrial hygiene or if you're not a scientist by training. Um, it offers the ability for you to have education in all of those spaces. And one of the premier benefits, I think, of the Product Stewardship Society. Welcome to the Healthier Workplaces Show, a program dedicated to highlighting the efforts of industry professionals who protect our workers and their communities from occupational and environmental hazards. I'm Bob Krell, founder and publisher of Healthy Indoors Magazine, and your host for this program from AIHA. Product stewardship has become a key component of strategic plans for many organizations, and the move toward it has been gaining momentum in recent years. The Product Stewardship Society is a group that focuses on this important area. Their annual PSX event brings a diverse group of professionals together each year to learn and network. This week, we are joined by two individuals from the Society to discuss the recent PSX 2022 event in Louisville, as well as some of the goals of the Product Stewardship Society. When we come back, we'll sit down with Lisa Marie Nespoli, the Society's incoming president-elect, and Tina Armstrong, the past chair for the PSX event. Stay with us. Here's our consultant, Sarah. She's always looking for ways to grow her network and increase her business, but advertising is expensive. There are lots of competitors, and sometimes she has trouble finding the right audience. Luckily for Sarah, the American Industrial Hygiene Association, AIHA, offers the perfect low-cost solution, the AIHA Consultants Listing. This listing is the perfect resource for consumers and businesses, and especially for those in need of highly specialized and qualified industrial hygienists. Every year, AIHA sends the consultants listing to thousands of decision makers nationwide in a variety of industries, including legal, real estate, trade associations, academics, hospitals, and all levels of government, including most federal agencies. It's also readily available online through their website, Sarah had no idea the consultants listing was such a valuable low-cost resource. Now she knows getting into the directory makes perfect sense to better her business. It didn't take long before Sarah found her network expanding and she was even pulling ahead of her competitors. The AIHA Consultants Listing, your link to building a larger network. So welcome, uh, Tina and Lisa. Um, really uh, nice of you guys to stop in and uh, be on our program today. Uh, so, of course, we're going to be discussing uh, this uh, past PSX event that was in uh, Louisville, Kentucky back in October. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So let's talk a little bit about uh, about the event. So you both were involved uh, with this past PSX event. This I, I know this is uh, an event uh, that AIHA started uh, back 
more than several years ago, right in 2014, I think was the first incarnation when it was called the uh, Product Stewardship Conference, right? So now it's PSX. Um, so so tell us a little bit about the event that you just, uh, just came off of. I, I hear it was very successful. It was fantastic. Um, we had uh, nearly 300 people attending, quite a number since the last year, you know, post-COVID. It was very energetic. Everybody was thrilled to be in person, uh, meeting with one another, networking, listening to some fantastic presentations, catching up on the latest news in the industry and with our vendors and uh, enjoying both our opening and our keynote sessions. And I heard the uh, the keynote sessions were, were kind of interesting, right? You had some, uh, some very uh, prominent people speaking at the event, right? Um, so, so Lisa, uh, your takeaway, the, the, this is the 10,000 foot overview takeaway of PSX. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think it was probably one of the best that I've been to. Um, there was so many people from experts in the field, but then also young professionals that are just starting out in their product safety, product stewardship career. And it was really nice to have all of those members blending together and really getting a great overview of where the future is in in the field of product stewardship. And this is product stewardship is a, a pretty broad specter, right? I mean, there's 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 a lot of different individual paths you can be doing in that in that regard, right? Um, to t tell us a little bit about um, you know really what's what's involved in that area again it's a it's it's a sub a subset of what aha is all about and it's quite fascinating and quite important right and, and to that point so uh so many people that are involved are not industrial hygienists uh in product stewardship uh so this is almost like a melting pot of uh a, a lot of different disciplines right working in that sector that's so, right so, so so to that end uh tina you know so you come into it from from what perspective uh, I'm an aquatic to toxicologist by training, so also not an industrial hygienist, but I have worked with product stewards who came at this from engineering backgrounds, from finance backgrounds, from supply chain backgrounds. So people really do step into product stewardship roles with very diverse backgrounds and skill sets, but all of it brings value into what we do as product stewards because product stewardship really touches on so many different aspects of what goes on in a company that manufactures any product today. So let's talk a little bit about some of those aspects. Um, obviously, it's uh, it's to do with being sustainable with, with your supply chains and stuff, but much more than that, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, product stewardship is really all about getting your product to market in a safe and compliant and responsible fashion that, and also building in product stewardship and sustainability considerations upfront while you're developing the product. It, so this this is a focus that obviously is is at the forefront of many uh, corporate agendas now, right? As it, it's it's not it's more than just a buzzword. It's, I think it's more than just well, we're we're just doing it just to say we do it. Um, but but the the concept of stewardship has been around forever, right? This is this is not a new thing. It's just that now I think maybe we're being a little little more attuned to it. Is I mean, how, how do you see that? Because it seems like there is a lot more interest at the C level here now. Yeah. I'll start. I think there's so many societal things that are happening that is bringing the idea of stewardship and sustainability to the forefront. Um, younger generations care about the environment and they want to see a planet that looks the way that it is today. And I think that's another big driving factor 
um, as we heard in some of the, the keynotes, you know, there's just so much pressure externally to do the right thing. Um, it makes it really impactful and exciting for us because now people are starting to listen to product stewardship and sustainability and want to hear what we have to say and how to continue doing the right thing. Um, it's becoming kind of a buzzword in many of our companies and our cultures. Makes sense. Well, ha having a keynote, like for example, Fabian Cousteau, you know, legendary grandfather, you know, uh, you know, and, and all the ocean uh, uh, aspects, you know, and obviously his grandfather was, uh, you know, one of the pioneers, uh, you know, in, in a lot of the diving and a lot of a lot of the exploration that was done back in the early days. And he's all he was always a champion of protecting the seas and protecting the environment. Uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, how why, you know, how did Fabian Cousseau end up as your keynote and uh, a little bit about his uh, presentation, which I heard was really uh, very interesting. Um, the conference committee each year uh, has some options and we, we brainstorm a little bit about who our keynote speakers might be. This year, uh, Fabian was presented to us as one of the options by the company, the event management company that we were working with. So we were really excited that this was a, an avenue for us to pursue. Um, certainly I was thrilled. I grew up watching his grandfather every weekend on television and that played a large role in my decision to become a biologist. But I, I really appreciated his emphasis on education and um, ingraining uh, a love of biology and the planet into people when they are young. And then that will also influence all their decisions throughout their lives. And I, I think that really resonated with a lot of people at the conference. Lisa, your I thoughts on that? Sorry, I also think there is a quote that he uh, put up on the screen and it was so impactful, I think for us as the society as well. Um, I'm gonna read it to you. It's people protect what they love, they love what they understand and they understand what they are taught. And I think that really speaks to what we do at the Product Stewardship Society and through PX, PSX, really allowing that education to happen with each of us, um, giving, the experiences that each one of us has. Uh, and then we can all take that back into our own companies, into our own lives and really use it to help teach others and keep that passion going. So um, Tina, you were, um, you, you had mentioned in the pre-show that you were involved with this event uh, as the chair, right? Or co-chair of the event for a while. Yes, so. I was the conference co-chair for the last two years and then on the conference planning committee for probably ooh, four or five years before that. So I've been working on this for a number of years. What are your goals for the, for the upcoming event? Uh, you know, are there any uh, new tax you're going to take or is it just expanding on what you've been doing thus far? How, how do you see it shaping up? I know it's just that. I mean, you're only you're only 30 days after your, your last one, but I'm assuming this has got to already yeah. be getting in the ground where you're going to uh, Boston uh, in uh, yes. 23. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I certainly think we need to get some of the feedback from this past show, but I would imagine that we're going to continue with a lot of the networking opportunities that we had. Um, those were extremely successful this year. And I think continuing to have those opportunities is, is what we're hearing what the membership wants. Um, more educational opportunities, of course, as well, and, and some sharing of best practices. Uh, and maybe we'll have some unique keynote speakers uh, that will light up the rooms like they did during this last conference. 
which which makes me wonder if you already have some in the works but i know you probably can't share that yet so um but you, i mean you you obviously had some uh, pretty prominent uh, speakers this past uh month so uh, i'm expecting more so so again tina you you've been you know at the helm of at least chairing that committee for the last couple of years um so how how's that been actually cuz getting involved you know on a volunteer uh, uh committee that plans a national event or an international event, actually, in this case, uh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> I, fortunately, we have a great team of folks who support all of the volunteers. So from a volunteer perspective, we're really there to make sure that the conference program is well thought out and meets our educational goals. So a lot of what the volunteer teams spends their time focusing on is reviewing abstracts and making sure we have a good slate of speakers and presentations for our members to uh, listen to and, and learn from. So that's that's a big component of what we do. And I'm always fascinated by the, the quality and breadth of the abstracts we receive for this conference. They are all top notch and we always have way more good speakers than we possibly have slots for. So it's it's really nice to see. Yeah, that, well, that's not a bad problem to have, though. Um, you know, so so you do get a, a, a lot of uh, input, a lot of uh, abstracts being submitted to, to present at the event. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Are, are there are there other events like this that, that cover cover this topic area? Or are you guys pretty much, you know, with the PSX event, is that pretty much a, uh, a you know, kind of a unique event to the industry? You know, very I mean, it seems like it seems like it is a very specialized uh, program. I think it's a premier event. Um, I, I have, I, and I'm biased. <laughs> you're, you're both biased. I get that. You know, it's like, of course, you, you better be. <laughs> it really is true, though, because I think there's some places in the value chain, right? There might be small areas that they have similar type events for their part of this of the value chain. Mm -hmm. But the interesting part here is that the Product Stewardship Society really touches every part of the value chain, every type of industry that you could imagine. Um, and brings all those people together. So not only is your sharing and learning opportunities, you know, in your personal space happening there, but also it's happening with different types of companies, different types of industries um, internationally even now. So really there's quite an opportunity here that I, I haven't seen anywhere else. We'll be back after this. I decided to pursue the CPPS credential because I just wanted to take my career to the next level. And I felt that this is something that really showcases how a product steward can be measured. I wanted to develop my career into the next level. I got the CCPS, so it was known that I was an expert in the field of product stewardship. To me, it was super important to showcase my knowledge and to, to showcase that I understand all the various aspects, the disciplines, the competencies that are about it. Um, and so I just thought it was important to get it. Plus, I wanted to be the first person in my company to get it. heard from our membership is that they really enjoy the live in-person networking opportunities that 
you know, being all together in one space allows. Um, unless we can get that virtual networking down a little better, uh, it's that's one huge component of the conference that is hard to replicate in a virtual space. But who knows? We'll have to see how how the um, if we can continue without any more pandemics or other issues that press us to go back to that hybrid format. I mean, I totally concur that uh, it, you do have, while you can do educational sessions and workshops virtually quite quite readily, the 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 one to one and the group networking that happens, you know, between sessions, not not the structured, right? You know, that you can't really replicate that at a virtual uh, event. It's it's still a little bit more forced. Like you can grab people into a Zoom meeting or that sort of thing, and you can kind of get there. It's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, was because a lot of times, I, at least a lot of organizations have seen that that you know adding that virtual component as an option, not not in lieu of doing an in-person event. I think an in-person event, it, clearly, we all agree that's that's the place where you get the most value. Uh, but sometimes people can't travel, you know, and give, having that option to be able to you know at least attend educational sessions and, and uh, uh, you know get some of the uh, benefit of it that way. I think there's some value. And we're trying to offer some of that through the education committee as well is to have some of those sessions that were presented at at the conference maybe do um, a web webinar version of them for later viewing or um, have some of them recorded that way that people can stream them afterwards in case they weren't able to attend the shows sure that makes sense so um you know outside of having uh some really great sessions this year. Oh, the closing keynote. Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, Joel's uh, presentation. Um, what, what did that entail? Um, Joel uh, does a fantastic job. He's associated with GreenBiz and uh, very huge in the sustainability space, particularly in North America, very well known. So it was uh, a natural extension of the growing focus in this conference on sustainability to have a sustainability related speaker come in and, and close the conference. And I do think that's a trend that we're going to see moving forward is sustainability and product stewardship are becoming more and more intertwined and having more and more sessions around sustainability is something that that's likely going to happen moving forward. But Joel was a great way to close the conference with his focus on sustainability um, and, and its relationship to product stewardship. So, so um, educationally, educational sessions, this is a multi-day event. Um, so I'm assuming there's quite a few uh, multi-track uh, multi going on in a lot a lot of events um what what type if somebody was new to this conference and looking at it what type of stuff would you expect to see uh you know like uh, like an overview of what what type of uh, educational sessions do you typically offer or, or does it vary great, greatly from uh, year to year well, typically the first day is um, longer educational sessions that people can sign up to that are optional. Um, some of those are more foundational and can be like half a day intro to product stewardship type things. Others are a little more for advanced practitioners and, and they target particular audiences. Then there are three tracks within the conference itself where people can um, mix and match what they want to see. And all of our presentations have like a, a skill level assigned to them. So you are able to review the abstract and understand if it's right for where you are in your career, um, more foundational or an intermediate or an advanced practitioner. So lots of different options. 
Excellent. So, so Lisa, the society, obviously, this is uh, the PSX event is the feature annual event, right, for your organization. Uh, but it's got to be a lot more to it I, over the course of a year. You get more than just PSX, right? You, you're, you're involved with uh, a lot of other things, right? And I'd like to hear a little bit more about what the society in general, you know, does and offers throughout the course of the year. For sure. Um, in terms of educational offerings, there's quite a few things that we do throughout the course of the year. We have webinars that happen um, either monthly or every other month that offer educational content as well. Several are sponsored, um, some are paved for play, um, but all offer really great opportunities for people to get education throughout the rest of the year throughout the conference. Um, other things that, that happen, um, there's a lot of volunteer opportunities. Uh, obviously, the conference program committee that Tina mentioned, um, there's also an education committee and some new ones starting to form around um, helping to revamp some of the, the content that we have in the past. And so if anyone is interested in any uh, volunteer opportunities, lots of those things happen throughout the course of the year as well um, to keep the society fresh and, and get ready for the, the year to come. The Product Stewardship Society's annual conference is a fantastic opportunity for any product steward at any level of their career to come in, grow their network, and expand their knowledge and skill set. I would just highly encourage everybody to join the conference, um, learn from one another, and uh, participate in the volunteer opportunities that the society has throughout the year. There are lots of ways to get involved, and we really depend on volunteer support. Um, I would agree with Tina. I think it's Im so important to come to the conference every year. Um, if you are thinking about getting the CPPS, it's a great way to get uh, education. Um, it's an excellent way to network. And I think one of the things that we took away from Joel's presentation at the end of the conference this year was that we need to all work together to do good. And the conference is one of those ways that is an excellent opportunity to be able to work together, to learn from each other and to continue to do good. And that's what the society is all about. So I welcome everyone to come next year. And if you have any questions, let us know. We're happy to tell you all the reasons why you should continue to be in the Product Stewardship Society. And when does PXS, uh, our PSX uh, occur next year and where? In Boston, Massachusetts. And the dates are, October of 2023. <laughs> there you go. I don't. I don't have the specific we'll, dates. We'll get that. We'll get that in there on the on the bottom <laughs> graphics. Excellent. Um, well, anyway, Tina and Lisa, thanks so very much for joining us today to uh, talk about your uh, successful PSX event last month in uh, in Louisville, and uh, you know a little bit more about what the society does and uh, why we all should be interested in this. So, um, keep up the good work, Lisa. Good luck. Uh, good luck uh, coming into the president elect spot. I know you're, you're moving up the chain here, um, and that's a big responsibility. Anytime you're heading up uh, a society or you know a fairly large organization, so uh, best regards with that and uh, of course tina uh you'll still be involved in this upcoming psx in 23 just not in the uh lead role which is good probably right yeah i i've enjoyed it in the past and i'm looking forward to being an attendee for a change there you go it's always good to pass the torch you know so um again uh psx 23 in uh boston massachusetts uh this uh october 23 uh stay tuned for more information on that so that's our show for this week We'll be back in two weeks with a new show. Until next time, I'm Bob Krell. Thanks again for watching. Stay healthy.